jangly guitars and pianos. I, I, and, I swear to God, it wakes me up. It's so cool. That's uh, that's just it's kind of what you need mm-hmm. when we're recording so early. It's not really that early in the morning. It'd be early in the morning for my wife, who I believe is still asleep. <laughs> Drew, it's early in the morning for me. Oh well, care. there you go. <laughs> so be it. Well, welcome everybody to it's great. Says who? Says who? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> The uh, Chris and Drew Review Everything podcast. Uh, for those of you who have stuck with us through three weeks of our ramblings and yeah, because that second episode, I hope people don't hold that against us. That was hard. <laughs> I was like, I yeah, it was, <sighs> uh, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, we've had a good time discovering different things um, and rediscovering things, which is um, a really fun process to do. I don't think enough people. Uh, allow themselves to do. I think we take things for granted and just go, yeah, I've seen that or I've heard that. And then or, we just move on and right. we don't or actually we, get into it and explore it. And, and right. Why and that's we like the thing. It. We all think we know about Blade Runner, about science, but we all think we know about these things. But then when someone comes on and like they're the expert, and I am doing air quotes here, you know, we're like, wait a minute. Maybe you're, it's not what you're saying isn't so great, but we've been pretty surprised at, at our um, yeah results. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been it's been fun. Like I said, re, just rediscovering things is always fun for me. Um, and so this is a great avenue to do that. Why not do that and then rant and rave about it with a great friend? So, <laughs> which is what we do best, exactly. So, um, so this week, as I'm sure you've all seen the the title, I can't imagine anybody who just blindly goes into something and just is like, "Play, let me see." I want to be surprised. Whatever they're talking about. Uh, this week we are talking about The Godfather, Francis Ford mm-hmm. Coppola's beautiful mob epic, um, Opus from. 1972, so, you know, 50 years, 50 mm-hmm. years of The Godfather. I was alive when it came out. Drew was not. I was not. I was, <laughs> I was, I was not. I don't even think my parents had met yet. So, yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's the backstory for me. Whenever anybody tells me something is fantastic and whatever, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I fought this. I'm like, you know, like sci-fi and mafia is just not my thing but then when we started with blade runner i was very surprised how much i enjoyed it and i had tried watching that movie over and over again but when something's an assignment it might be a little easy yeah or easier so i sat down to watch this movie with dread you know i heard all i have heard enough about this movie that i could i could probably say i knew what was going to happen I did not know what was going to happen. And and that's actually quite interesting considering, one, it's been around for 50 years, so it's very much in the zeitgeist and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I On a, I guess now a sister podcast of this podcast, uh, <laughs> the one I do with my wife, Rachel's Never Seen, uh, which is scheduled to come back soon. We Well, I say it's Y'all in the plans to come back soon. <laughs> I'm the anti-Rachel, yeah. so this is a good thing. Yeah. This is cool. So, uh, there's several movies because she just doesn't watch movies. So she watches these and just goes, that movie was kind of familiar. And I was like, well, that's because it's been parodied nonstop. So you have seen it somewhere in your life, some mm-hmm. portion of it. Um, and The Godfather is very much on that realm. Uh, I think what really put this back in our eyes and minds to do this was uh, The Offer. 
TV series on or a little mini series. It's on Paramount Plus, um, which I really recommend people to watch. Me it's too. very entertaining. Um, great performances all through it. While you know, yes, it's a little bit of historical fiction and in, in things that comes with the entertainment value, but at its core, I think it's actually very, very good and very well done. Um, and there's some things that you know, even when I went and double checked after they happened on uh, the the offer, turned out to be legit. Like I was like, oh my god, this actually did happen, um, and it just seemed really far fetched. So that kind of put it in our minds. And then, of course, uh, James Conn passed away not too long mm-hmm. ago. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, well, this is all just kind of comes together. So I figured The Godfather would be a good one that is by far universally well, yeah, considered it is on the, great. It's, 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 yeah, it's number two on the AFI top yeah. 100 list. And I was surprised myself because I, I like to binge watch stuffs. And, and I had fought my friend Carolyn for years, tried to get me to watch The Godfather. And I was like, no, I hate Mafia movies, but I've never seen Goodfellas. I've never seen any of The Godfather things. Just just to let everyone know, Goodfellas is on the list down the road. Yeah, so just yeah. know that that's coming up too. Yeah. I did um I did watch Good feathers. I think that's what it was on the Animaniacs. On the Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which is, uh, speaking of parodies, it was great. Yes. I saw, okay, and, I, I grew up with that before yes. I saw Good Fellas. Like, that was <laughs> and, my introduction. And I loved The Sopranos. I, I loved The Sopranos Who Didn't. Okay. But I was shocked when I was like, one day I'm like, I got nothing to watch. Ugh, I'll watch this thing on Paramount called The Offer. I don't like The Godfather. I don't want to watch it. So why would I pick that? I am so glad I did because it, there was so much turmoil and weirdness behind the scenes that I'm like, no, I got to watch this movie. I got to see if all that hype was worth that hype, you know? So, yeah, yeah. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> you had seen it before. Oh, times. I've seen The Godfather several times. Um, I think the only time I haven't seen it is actually in a theater, which yeah. the moment it passed us that we weren't able to go see it here in town – they were actually showing it at one of the old movie houses here in town, and it just timing didn't work out. But uh, I've seen, yeah, so many several iterations of this mm-hmm. movie. I, uh, I mean, I'll tell you just my opinion, my own opinion outright is I've always liked this movie. Um, I've always really loved the way it was shot, the actors. Um, performances and stuff in it now knowing a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff um it's even crazier to see the way uh these actors came to their decisions on what they wanted to do with their characters and how and the hurdles it, it, they had to go through to get act, the certain actors in here um it's really it, it, it's to me it, it holds up very well it's it's the the good thing about it being a period piece is it's timeless, you know, like Well that struck me too, because in nineteen seventy two it was a period piece. Correct. Yeah. You know, so it was like because it's set in the forties, the the late forties. Yeah. I think, think nineteen forty six is yeah, mentioned it's Just after World War Two, yeah. Right. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Um I don't know how to jump in with this, Drew. This is like so. <laughs> this is just so much. I mean, should we talk about themes? Should we? Talk, how do you? I'm, you're the Godfather expert. I could go on forever with what I think, well, but I want to know what you think. I think so. First off, let's just 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 do a brief comparison of what what you saw on the offer versus 
what mm-hmm. you saw in the actual film. I thought in the offer they did an amazing job of recreating the sets and locales of everywhere they went. Cause after I finished watching the offer, I immediately watched the Godfather. I was like, I actually asked my wife, I was like, do you need me for anything for the next three hours? Cause I just got done watching this movie and I really want to watch the she Godfather. She was like, go now. be free. Go yes, be free. She was. She was genuinely like, no, I don't, Go do whatever you want to do. I have nothing for you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what I like best about Rachel. <laughs> so I, I rewatched the movie like immediately after it. And so it was really neat to see the way they recreated Sicily, the, re- the way they recreated the, the, the house and the, like the, the opening at the wedding, you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and all of that to hear them say, we'll just build four feet of the wall that surrounds it out of actual masonry. And then the rest of it out of paper mache and it's flawless and you see it in the film and you go that wasn't an actual wall <laughs> that didn't yeah. exist my thing was the um two the scenes with um i mean are we going to spoil things here oh yeah i mean i'm sorry okay. folks this is a spoiler <laughs> show we're not trying to okay. there's, there's never a not going to spoil things right. on this or don Vito gets shot yes at the this the fruit stand mm-hmm. the food stand that was Perfectly recreated. Yep. And the scene where Michael and Kay are shopping for Christmas presents mm-hmm. was perfectly recreated. I love that. Um, I will say, um, it, you know, this movie, it just dives right in. And I, what I loved about it is we all know about the mafia and we know about the Sopranos and we all know about the mafia like now or in modern day. But back then, I mean, this movie, you don't see the outside world. This is about this family doing this business. You have no, you know, they talk about alcohol and gambling. It's at the point where drugs are becoming really huge. But, you know, Don Vito's like, no, we don't do that. that it's almost like it was beneath them. That was too crude to get involved with. Right. Stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's more about, I mean, I actually think Don. I'm sorry, my cats are going crazy. Um, I think um, Don Vito is actually a very sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Like, I never once was like, mm, oh, it, he's terrible. Well, this was the delicate line they had to, to walk when they were going to uh-huh. make it because the actual mob did not want them to make this. Right. That was a huge, that was so much fun in the offer. Yeah. <laughs> they actually didn't want them to make this um, because it's like you're putting the mob in the spotlight. We don't want mm-hmm. people to know that the mob exists. Right. Um, and they did a great job of selling them that this is about family. Um, and their business just happens to be mobster business, but they are a family in, at the core. And that's where they that's where they jump in on this. It opens mm-hmm. with a wedding. I mean Right. And business is being done at the wedding. Correct. And, and Don Vito is is like lamenting the fact that, you know, I have to do this, but I need to be out there with my daughter, you know, right. at her, you know, whatever. So I thought that was really really um poignant yeah and and that's just it they they do a great job of making vito corleone come across as this lovable patriarch mm-hmm. um level-headed very reasonable. very reasonable very even keel um because he knows what the other side of that is and what it can do and there's clearly that side in him as mm-hmm. we know in his son sonny you know, and and you have Fredo, who is 
they're both kind of the polar opposites mm-hmm. of the personalities of Vito Corleone. Is Fredo older than Sonny? No. Sonny is the oldest. Fredo okay. is the middle child. And then Michael. Michael's the. See, I and thought. And then Michael's the youngest son. And then Connie right. is the youngest child. Okay. Because I was like, I thought what it, what they were trying to say with Fredo is that I thought that Fredo was the weak one. Yeah. And it was a disappointment because he was the oldest. And that Sonny kind of felt. But see, I see what you're saying now. Okay. So Sonny was always the dominant one. I believe that's right. I could be wrong now that you're saying it that way. I could be wrong. That might, <laughs> I, 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 I may be wrong on that. Um, that's okay. Fredo may be the oldest. Um, but nonetheless, like, yeah, Fredo has all of the softer attributes mm-hmm. of Vito's personality, whereas Sonny has all of the harsher and, you know, hot-headed attributes and michael is that perfect mesh of the two i was really impressed with james con yeah really impressed now i know he got nominated for an oscar and i know i've seen i mean in misery you know i've seen other things that he has done that he's the movie thief is just incredible but i don't know i was just very very um taken by him i just thought you know uh He's the one that wants to protect Connie from her douchebag husband. Yeah. You know, he's he's the one that, you know, puts everything down at a moment's notice. I, I mean, yes, it's hot headed and it gets him in trouble and kills yeah. him. Um, but you know, and I will tell you that was one thing that really okay, first of all, the time jumps in this movie are whiplash. It's like Michael goes to Sicily to be safe. Michael comes back. He tells Kay he's been back for a year. He, you know, then they get married and he's got a three-year-old kid. And it was like, oh my God, which bothered me at first. Cause I'm like, how do you go from being this war hero? Who's like, that's my family. That's not me to taking over with, but I kind of was like, the movie would have been eight hours if we'd have done it. Yeah. And, and I mean, to that, to that extent, I mean, they try their best to show that, that Michael, you know, when he takes the revenge for mm-hmm. um, them assa- trying to assassinate his father and then mm-hmm. also the physical abuse he took from mm-hmm. uh, McCluskey. Like, they, after he does that, you know, he has to go away and he goes to Sicily. Obviously, he falls in love. He's, and then when the other family eventually catches up with him and kills his wife. Which was intended for him. Yeah, which was intended for him. But when they end, end up killing his wife, and he's betrayed by the people, that, the very people who are there to protect him, him, that does it. He's done. He. Yeah. I think that was the last soft, compassionate portion of Michael there was. And it was killed in Sicily. And that's why he comes back with such a vengeance. And if you go watch... You know, if you move on to Godfather 2 and 3. It is right you, here. I want you, to see part 2. <laughs> you will see. Let me tell you this. I mean, part 2 is, it's honestly, it is better than part 1. Uh, it's because it's two completely different movies being told at the same time. So you're going to have your time jumps like crazy in that one yeah, because you're getting Vito's. You, yeah, you'll know it, but you'll have Vito's origin story plus the current stuff Michael is doing. And... To just see, I don't want to call it Michael's Michael's downward spiral by any means. It's really more of an ascension mm-hmm. um, of his power, you know, that you begin to see in this film, beautifully cap, or uh, beautifully, you know, done with the christening of 
Yeah. You that know. was yeah. that went on forever. And I'm still And then going, it's like the assassinations left and right of him eliminating the other families. Every family. He and just went doing that. he went all out. Oh, he, he was, was like, done. He he because, let's face it. He went scorched earth. He was like, I have had yep. enough and yep. I'm coming back here and I will not be looking over my shoulder. Well, and that to me, that was such a ballsy thing because I'm like, you kill all the family members. Yes, you're sending a message, but you're also leaving yourself wide open for retribution. Yeah, but it shows. Yeah, yeah, it shows him to the other people. Like, I am not afraid. Mm -hmm. You want to come at me? Come at me. You won't get close to me. You know. Okay, so let's talk about um, the casting. Yes. Okay, in the offer, <laughs> there is one scene where they go to Marlon Brando to talk to him about taking a role. And the actor that plays him in the thing is some cutie pie from Grey's Anatomy. And when right. I saw that, I was like, mm, this guy nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it. And there's a scene that is shot in weird, freaky angles through a mirror where he literally like puts some cotton in his mouth and some, some shoe polish on his face and turns around and he is Don Vito. And I was like, whoa whoa and then the offer they talked about how francis ford coppola was like i'm not making this movie without al pacino who had basically made one tiny movie and was a stage actor was a stage actor yeah okay i like think that francis ford coppola was a genius just for the casting because you look at al pacino and you go he's tiny he's like you know he's he's italian but he's not really like some of those guys are Italian, you know, the, right, the, right, you know yeah. I was just, I was blown away, you know, cause I think of, you know, Al Pacino as like I, I, scent of a woman or, you know, dog day afternoon, you know, you, right. you think of that. He was so sublime in this movie. It was just, I can see how this was an absolute star making role. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, he, he plays he plays it so especially at the beginning when he's kind mm-hmm. of cautious with his wife. Yep. Doesn't want to be in the family pictures. Yeah, you know? he doesn't want to do that because he knows what his family does and he truly mm-hmm. does not want any part of it. And he tries to stay out of it. And you can see it kind of tearing him up a little bit inside because it's also just family. Even if the business like if he could just separate the business they do and just be with them, you know. Well, you know, I thought even and I, I know we fall in love with who we fall in love with. We don't always choose to do that. Right. But the fact that he picks the waspiest girl. I know. Like Irish Catholic, you know, Kay Adams. Yeah. She's got this big bouffant blonde hairdo and she's wearing all these little hats and, you know, the little cutesy dresses. Meanwhile, all the Italian women are like, you know, beautiful, long, flowy hair and this and that. And from the get go, she knows what's happening. She knows what's happening. Yeah. And still, she wants him. Yeah. I think I, I, I want to watch part two because I want to see more of Kay's trajectory because I the way this movie ends, it's literally on her face. Yeah. And she knows it's – and I thought that was an interesting um, way to end the movie because she, she knows this is my life. Yeah. I am in. I have his children – I but they but then at the same time the Corleones welcomed her in. There was no, um, yeah, there was no suspicion. Yeah, there was no, no hesitation. No. no, you know that that was something I wanted to talk about too. About um, I I started out by saying the misogyny in this movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, yes, yeah, Sunny Cheats. This one does this. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's very 
for lack of a better explanation, period accurate. Of its time. Yeah. Of its time, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And not even just of the 70s when it was made. Very of, of the time that mm-hmm. it is in the 40s. Women are revered as mothers and yeah. and patriarchs. They're not revered as intelligent Correct. women. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Connie didn't do any favors for herself. That scene where she, like, I swear to God, when she's throwing the dishes around and yeah. then she goes to the hutch and she literally like reaches up and she's sweeping the top. I was like laughing. I'm like, girl, you are not helping yourself. Right. No, none of this is doing anything. No. This is. And it really bothered me that as abusive as Carlo was to her. When Carlo gets his comeuppance, she blames Michael, she's and still, she, yeah, yeah she's, she's like still loved him, and I don't even you know. know if she loved him. I just thought she was like that was just you know I, I don't know I don't know it was it was strange it yeah. was strange, and I I thought for sure I couldn't believe that Carlo got it because I thought they were letting him go. I really nah, did. Yeah. I should know that the mob does not do that. Yeah, they lull you into that false sense of security that like we're just gonna send you off to Las Vegas and it'll be fine. You'll hang out with Fredo, it'll be okay, and then boom, they garrote you in the car. But I mean, I still thought, damn it, the scummiest guy—they're just gonna shove him off and you know he's like sweep <laughs> under the carpet, you know. So, oh my god, and I'll tell you, the murders in this thing, while the blood and everything—I'm sorry—looks fake. I mean, when Vito's shot, it's like it looks like yeah. I don't know candle wax coming it's, out of him. It's really, it's very seventies. It's but very seventies styled. The garroting, yeah. Is, I mean, Luca Brazzi. Like Luca, yeah. It it stays on his face. You see his eyes popping out. You see his tongue coming out. And then the when when Carlo kicks the windshield. I mean, do you know how hard it is to break a windshield? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I really thought that that was. God, I sound like I'm all turned on by it. I know, right? Right. (laughs) You know, I can appreciate the the thing. Um. So yeah. Uh. You do we even know what Vito's wife's name is? Yeah, they've. I, I know. I can't remember. And I right think now. it's. You know what her name is? What? Carmela. Carmela. Guess who else's wife was named Carmela? Yeah. You know, I just thought that was like a neat little yeah. nod. Um, but you know, she's always there in the kitchen. Well, of course, I also thought it was cool that the guys were in the kitchen cooking. Well, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what's his name? Um, uh, I can't think of his name. It begins with a C. The one guy. Anyway, the um, yeah, you know, making, he's showing, making the sauce right. You know. Showing Sonny how to do. It. I thought that was pretty cool. Showing Sonny. Well, no, showing Michael, and then Sonny came in. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I I just the misogyny was really surprising to me. Yeah. Although it shouldn't have been. Right. So that was one of my my big notes. Okay, now I'm down, I'm off my uh, soapbox. Where are we going? No. Where are we going to next? <laughs> well, um, I mean, so what I liked in the offer is they didn't even even if you hadn't seen The Godfather, they didn't give away a ton of the big scenes of The Godfather. You know, they absolutely. didn't shoot Sonny's death. They didn't Mm-mm. show you, and they didn't show you what happened in the restaurant when Michael meets up. Um, with, but they do. But that- yeah. They show everyone's reaction as the sh- as it's going on, and what Pacino's acting was in it. Well, and then I when thought, you actually see it, I mean, how did it feel when you f- saw that scene for the first time? Like when you actually, well, I didn't really give a crap about the killing. I, yeah. I in the offer, they talk about having to go into the bathroom because Michael's like, I can't walk in there with a, a right. gun. You've got right. it. So they figure out how to hide a gun in the toilet. And then they're they're doing all their little like, okay, pacing or plotting or whatever. This is where you got to stand. And Pacino walks out 
And Coppola looks at the guy and he goes, okay, when you put the gun in there, I want you to move it to the, Move it a you little know, bit so, higher. Yeah. Right. Put it someplace. So when Michael goes in to get the gun, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, where is it? And he doesn't. I thought that was the most brilliant thing ever because yeah. Michael does not want to kill these people. This is he knows that. I mean, he does, but he, he knows this is it. This is the delineation. Yeah. I do this. No. And I there's the there's the scene beforehand where he goes, I, I got to go in there and kill him. I got to do it. It's got to be me, you know, kind of thing. And you're you're like. I still want to watch again to see where that switch in him flipped. Yeah. To where it wasn't like resignation that I have to do this. It was more like this is my destiny. Right. Because I I, I think I will see it again if I watch it like that. But I don't know. That I loved I loved this sounds terrible to me. I love the the coaching beforehand. Okay, you gotta shoot them. And then you drop your hand down and you drop the gun and you walk out and you don't look anybody in the eye, but you don't look down and you, cause they, you, they are going to be scared of you. They're going to still think you have that gun in your hand. I don't know. I thought that was brilliant. I thought yeah. the attention to detail yeah. was brilliant. So that's where the, I, I was like, those two guys were weird anyway, uh, but I'll tell you the one guy died good. Yeah. Shot McCluskey <laughs> in the throat yep. and the yep. head. I Speaking of like violence and whatever, we all know the most famous scene in this movie the horse's head. The horse's head, yeah. I was so shocked that that was like in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Like the first 10 minutes. I was uh, like, what? It, it kind of sets the tone for yeah. the violence you're going to see the rest of this yeah. film. But like, come on. How the hell did they put that horse's head in the bed and that guy never knew? What did they do? Drug him? I was, well, I'm he sorry. may have drugged himself. Shit. Yeah, could <laughs> Shit. Could have been on so many somas or something. Who knows? I really don't understand how people that weren't like technically in the mafia like him he was a studio head and then mo green was a um a casino, casino owner kind owner. of thing yeah the way they got in the mafia's faces i'm like dude you right. were asking for it i don't have no sympathy for you and <laughs> i did not need to see mo's naked butt in the, <laughs> in, the in the massage but what is the word you're naked on a table getting a massage and you get shot yeah. there's that was just yeah. like i would have never thought that I don't know. I, I really, um, you know, and, and, you know, the shooting style was, was good. I mean, there's always like, there were some moments of sheer dread in this movie. Like when Michael goes to see his father in the hospital, which by the way, it looked like a damn tenement. Right, I, I don't know right. how anybody made it. I don't know how anybody made it out of the hospital then without dying of <laughs> sepsis or something, but he's so smart and he knows and he, he moves his dad. And then there's, you, you just see, corners and shadows yeah. and it was just really really you know yeah the, I, the tension through that sequence is, yeah. is remarkable it's so well done and it does not stop until maybe that's where i feel the delineation happened because he grabbed the guy and you know he knew this guy was what, what, what was he the butcher the it was a friend yeah. or something yeah. he said just put your hand in your pocket and stuff i mean that could have gone so horribly wrong yeah but, you know, so the, that dread and then, damn, you know, Vito's going to die in the garden with his grandkid. Yeah. He, gets, he Coppola, just just dies. Just, yeah. Just has a heart and attack and, and dies. The boy, yeah, the little boy's like, is this part of it? <laughs> you know, I just, you know, and there's the whole thing about oranges. And it's like, it's like Seinfeld with a Superman, you know, every scene of, you know, and then somebody else oh fight club every scene there's a starbucks cup in it someplace or whatever right, yeah you know 
but that the the colors were so muddled just from you know except for Kay's dresses even the bridesmaids dresses at the weddings were like muted yeah you know so Kay's dresses and the oranges were like the only color palette well, that really kind and, of came through for me in sicily sicily they shot really colorfully and really beautifully they really let that all come out because they wanted to show that that difference well, between well, being in New York and then being yeah. on Sicily. In the offer, it's very it, – there's a lot made out of Francis Ford Coppola going, we have to shoot in Sicily. We yeah. have to shoot in Sicily. And there's this, all this backwoods dealing, wheeling, dealing, how they're going to find the money because that movie was wildly over budget. Yeah. Do you think that it – I mean, they could have gone out to Arizona or they could have gone out to like the, you know, do you, th- I think it really made a difference knowing what went on behind the scenes that he was that far away, literally yeah. when he made the movie. Yeah. I, it's really funny because there's some movies that, you know, I don't know. There, there does become an authenticity to shooting on location um, that you Definitely, you just can't, no matter how much you try and recreate it um, through building, you know, sets and stuff to even now with digital technology. I was just about to say, if The Godfather were um, made today, it'd be virtual. It'd be like AR. Oh, they, yeah. They'd probably shoot it in like the void or where, you know, like where they mm-hmm. shot the Mandalorian. Yep. I mean, they probably would shoot it there because it's just easier to recreate, you know, 1940s New York that way. Yep. Um. Yeah, it just I don't know. It give it gives an authenticity to it. Like you can almost smell those old houses and stuff, you know? I mean, there's just And something did, did I catch it right? Were they in a town called Corleone? Yeah. There's a town so, there's a town called Corleone, yeah. So is that the family name there they came from or is it, it Am I going to find out? And when I watch number two, that yeah, their name was something else? Or something? No, you won't find out it was something else. But yeah, you'll 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 get that connection in part two. Um, okay. All right. But yeah, right. there is yeah, there's there is an actual town called Corleone. In well, our I really village. thought as meandering as the story was and all over the place. Once the movie was over, I realized that every single thing that was shown went straight to that point of the five families. Yeah. Michael wasn't in the meeting with Vito and the other heads no. of the, he, what was he? No. Who was there? Well, Tom was right. Tom, Tom was there. Cause he's the consigliere. Right. Right. Yeah. And, Which, and by the way, another performance we haven't talked about, like Robert Duvall is phenomenal in this role. Yep. As and, as kind of the outsider adopted son, but he's very much, for the most part, respected and treated as such, as though he was blood. Mm-hmm. And I love that he was the son that went to law school. They put mm-hmm. him through law school because I think it, it was very calculated. He is not blood. His name is Tom Hagen or whatever, right. Hogan, and he is Irish, German Irish. And so there's, you know, and I love the little subtleties like where they're talking about. I can't remember if it was before the big thing or after, but Tom, somebody looks at Tom. I think Sonny looks at Tom. Somebody looks at Tom and says, we have some people on the paper on payroll, don't the newspaper on payroll. And right. you're like, just one little toss away line like that. You're like, wow. Yeah. You know, this, you know, wow. <laughs> they were in everything kind of thing, you know? So yeah, they had their hands in everything. Um, and it was much yeah. easier to do so then um, communities were much smaller then 
you know, I, w- I was thinking before I went into it because the the <clears throat> the mythology of this movie is just like everywhere. Like, but there were so many good movies in the late '60s, early '70s that are still, you know, um, when you say that, like you say Midnight Cowboy, you say you know this that, but this one, this one is the one that really has. Um, it's the go-to movie when people are talking. I, I I just really couldn't figure out how a movie could be so revered. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what this movie made me do. It made me want to go read the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that's something I haven't done. I've never read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this movie. I mean, I think what makes it. There's the fascination that we'll always have with something we don't understand, like the mob yeah. and stuff. We're like never going to be involved in it. Exactly. We're never going to know. Yeah. But in the same respect, we can 100% relate to all of the dynamics that this family brings because it is still a family. Even the way it deals with the other families, it's much like dealing with your neighbors and stuff like that. So I, I think I really... it, it has a universal reach that everybody, it just clicks yeah. with everybody. That's a very good point because I got the feeling that Vito Corleone did what he did for family. Yeah. For this, family. This was his way to raise a family. This is what he does. And I, my notes I put, Michael to me just um, – I, I don't know. He – you use the term scorched earth. And I think that was, you know, I think Michael tells himself he does things for family. Yeah. And I'm wondering as we move ahead, if he gets um, crazy with power, if it, you know, he's, it's a very subdued performance, but you wonder, cause I, I put here Don Vito equals the American dream. He came over here to do that. Michael equals capitalism at its worst. That's what I was thinking at the yeah. time, because and I don't even know if that's accurate. That's just what it got to me to where I really, I don't know. I think it has to do with Al Pacino being such a wonderful actor that 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 line that he crossed is subtle. At the end of that movie, when they shut that door, you know, oh, and that was another thing. You know, Kay comes to him and says, did you do this? And he's like, this one time I will let you. And he lies to her. Yeah. She knows he's lying. Yep. She knows it, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know. I think that's what it was. Don Vito was, you know, the American dream. Because he was very level-headed and judicious with, listen to me, I sound like I'm justifying the mob, um, <laughs> with meeting out punishment, you yes. know, because like at the very beginning where he agrees to do something, he agrees to kill those guys that raped that girl's, that guy's daughter, yeah. you know, that got off. He looks at Tom and says, this will not, we will farm this out. Yeah. It'll happen, but blood, this blood is not going to be on our hands, which is kind of weird to think about it because, yes, it is. You're having somebody killed, right? you know, but, you know, and I love that, um, you know, there's that that terrible feeling at the beginning of the movie where the guy comes to him and he's like, I'm going to do this for you. And one day, and that day may never come, Yeah. but one day, you know, you'll repay me. And then you think, oh my God, he's going to take this poor little man somewhere down the line. But all he wanted, to, all he asked for him is to make Sonny look decent in, because he was a mortician. Yeah. Make him, I don't want his mother to see what they did to my boy. Yeah. You know, that was how he paid him back. I just thought that was kind of cool. It wasn't like everything isn't an eye for an eye. It's no, like, no. you know, and in Vito's eyes by him doing that, if he did, it didn't show it or whatever. They were, e- they were, he, they were his, debt was yeah, paid, his debt was you know? paid, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I really, I fell in love with Marlon Brando as Vito. He's so I really did. good. And as insane as, 
Brando was and mm-hmm. and is said to have been, it pays off in the performances, man. He, I mean, first of all, he was only he could only be maybe ten years older than Pacino or something. Yeah. He was not that much older than Al Pacino, but they aged him so well that it didn't look like age makeup, even when it, Vito was younger in mm-hmm. the beginning of the film. He still carried himself like he was the patriarch in the head of all that is going on. Yep. And I think, I mean, I, that's just, it's just phenomenal. And the, once again, the acting choices he made to think I, that this guy would have this bulldog kind of chin. And, yep. I kept doing, like, yeah. he, I saw that a couple of times where he did the yeah. little thing with his hands on his cheeks. Um, I will say this. I really was impressed with the makeup they did on Michael when he got punched by the cop. Oh, yeah. It broke his jaw. Uh, yeah. yeah. I really, that was done all with practical, you know, I mean, I was just like, it I was lo- like, it wow. lo- like, yeah, it looks like, yeah. it, like you could feel it. Like you could touch your own cheek and go, ooh, ooh. And you could even, you could tell like he was maybe biting the inside yeah. of his cheek to kind of get that. I just thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. You know, so. And that was all done with makeup. Yep. There was no prosthetics. There was no this. There was no that. So, and then I love how they do homages. You know, the scene where Sonny dies, that's like Bonnie and Clyde right there. Yeah. That is just like, you know, I mean, Clyde was made before The Godfather. So it, you was. Kinda, it was just like a couple yeah. years before. So, you know, there was that. Um, uh, I, I will tell you, I, I, you know, we all know the line about I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. I was kind of shocked that that line, in one form or another, is said more than once in that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, Vito it's says the it. My, yeah, you know. It's, I mean, I just thought yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, you know, play it again, Sam. You know, it's just, it's just the thing that you hear from yeah. that movie, but nope. and it means it means such different things, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all the end result, but like when Vito says it, it's meant in one way. When Michael says it, it's in another way, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know. I. I I mean, could you even imagine anybody else playing Michael Corleone? No, not at all. Corleone. Not at all. Corleone. Yeah. Because he's, he's, it's the subtleties. It's exactly yeah. why Coppola wanted him. It's the subtleties that he, that, that Pacino plays with that role. Like he, there's so much going on in his mind and in his heart. The he's head brooding tilt. and just yep. taking everything in and realizing at some point that this was his destiny no matter how much he tried to resist it he was going to be in this in the, he may not have known he was going to be the 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 next godfather but he knew he was going to be involved in the family business and he just he tried to resist but he couldn't get there yeah so yeah it's 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 crazy um okay how long have we been talking now we're coming in on 40 minutes, so I think we could wrap this up. <laughs> I do, too, because we have to figure out if it's great. Yeah. I told you my opinion at the very beginning of this thing, and I don't mind spoiling it back way back there. But <laughs> I think the film is great. I think it holds up. I think it will hold up for a very long time um, because it is – it's a universal film. Everyone can watch this and get something out of it. It's not just about the mob. The family aspect of it brings it all in for everyone to go, yeah, my family is just as crazy. We may not kill people, but they're just as crazy. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I, I think it is great. 
I think it is too. (laughs) And I know that's no surprise. I think I, I don't even know if I would have been, if I, if I hated it and I thought it wasn't, I don't even know if I would be um, brave enough to say it. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. No, I think, and I will be honest with you. I, I told myself, you have to think of it. What, what we're doing for this podcast, you have to think of this movie by itself. But I kept going back to, to the offer. I really think if there's anybody out there that has not seen this movie, go watch the offer and then watch the movie and think about the time, 1972. Well, 1971 yeah. when it was made, you know, kind of thing. And then I also found out from the author, I'm like, I, was, I just assumed Coppola won all the you know, Oscars. I didn't realize he didn't win the best directing Oscar that year for that. He didn't win it until part two. Nope. You know, he won for what adapted screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, you know, there's just, it's crazy. And I didn't realize that Al Pacino didn't win. Nope. I mean, I did because I knew his only Oscar was for Senate of a woman, but now that I think when they gave it to him for son of a woman, they really gave it to him for Michael Corleone. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was Um, the, the, the long awaited makeup Oscar because really son of a woman, he's good, but it's not like an Oscar performance. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. He chewed some scenery in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there you go. It's great. Says we take that grammar. That's right. We have, um, don't forget, we got an email address. That's it's right. It's great, says who at gmail.com. We want to know what you think is great. And if you want us to put it to the test. Absolutely. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and we appreciate you uh, listening to this show. We uh, The new episodes drop every Monday. So just uh, subscribe to us there on uh, Spotify, Anchor, Wherever Apple, you get your podcast. Google. Yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, <laughs> you'll find us. And then, you know, give us give us a star rating on there. Give us five stars. Write a review or whatever. It helps get the uh, word out and lets more people know that people are listening to this show. And then, uh, you know, we go from there. Then We got thick skins, too. Then we can get the money. <laughs> and it's the money. I'm doing oh, the evil hand thing. Hand you, thing. The fingertips. One million dollars. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but right, in well, the wait. meantime, we're having fun. So this is what yes. we're doing. So I'm not sure. are we, what are we doing next? Next week we are shifting back to music and we are going to listen to Ooh, we're hitting the nineties, that's right. Yes. We're listening to Nirvana's Nevermind. Nevermind. Generally considered one of the best albums of all time. Uh-huh. Um and a dramatic shift in music in nineteen ninety one. So yep. That's we're the next. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get our flannel and Doc Martens here and <laughs> get real dopey and 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 just just depressed and yep, yep, hating on all yep. the posers out there. Grungy. We're gonna go grungy. Oh yeah, we're not gonna wash our hair for several, several, several weeks, so it's nice and grimy. And <laughs> I don't have hair, so I won't wash my beard. I'll let it get all nice and grimy. <laughs> I don't think my I wife would appreciate hair, that. Okay. All right. That's it. Where's the jangling guitars, dude? I don't know. They took the day <laughs> off. I, oh, there it is. Thanks, band. Thanks, wherever you are. All right, guys. Bye, we'll y'all. see ya.